welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins, and I just want to welcome you back. If you are returning back from listening to previous episodes, I want to thank you for coming back and sharing your time with me. If you are listening for the first time, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. And I look forward to hearing your feedback or reading your feedback in the future. This is going to be part two to Apostle Yvonne Harrison's interview that we did. And we, like I said, we had such a great conversation that I really did not want it to end. But before I let her go, I had one more question. You know, we were talking about her spirituality, how she came to the Women Can Preach 2 movement. And she's traveled around the world. She has family, her daughter, her wife. And she has this ministry and also her flock that she's leading. I My burning question to her was, how do you keep it all together with family, right? Because we're busy, busy, busy women and we're pulled in so many different directions. And being Black American, counseling and seeking counsel is a taboo. Right. So I asked Apostle Yvonne, has she and her family sought counseling at some point, you know, to maintain that structure of home? So um, with that, we're going to lead into um, her response. I again, I hope you enjoy it and I hope it resonates with you. So with that, we're going to go right into our part two. Thank you. So with everything we do, we know family is Mm. on the very foundation of everything that we're building. Yes. Right? Um, you're married, your wife, you're, you have a daughter. I mean, how is that, um, how is, how is life maintaining juggling women in ministry and being mom and wife at home? <laughs> <sighs> well, I can say that I am elated that God chose me, um, First of all, to be a wife and and to be a mom, uh, to be a parent. From the very beginning of my ministry, um, even prior to getting married, you know, the Lord was very clear that, you know, family was and is my first ministry. And so when you look at it from the perspective that pouring into so many people, um, known and unknown, strangers and non-strangers, you know, doing pastoral work is not very easy. And it calls upon my spouse and my daughter to be very sacrificial in the essence, because they have to share me, you know, with so many people, they have to share me in so many different roles, because it's important for me to meet the needs of the people. That's my calling. My calling is to edify, you know, God's people, to equip them and to nurture them and to prepare them and to fight for them. And so it does require me to be absent from the home a lot. It does require me to be outside of the home, but, but it's always been my first ministry. Um, People, if you saw, if you heard, let's say 
um, about Apostle Harrison or someone said, tell me something that you know about her. They will always first say that she's she's family oriented. You know, she loves her family. My family travels, um, all itinerant preaching, all engagements, all assignments. My family is present with me. Um, it's it's bad enough I'm always away from home, you know, doing ministry and and all other things outside the home. So I integrate my family into everything that I do. So my ministry really is a family ministry. And and I think those persons who I've been called to to lead understand the significance of it and the importance of it. And then they too begin to implement those same values, those same morals, and those same principles. Because if your if your home life or your family life is not um, lined up the way it should be, then you cannot be operative. You cannot be effective um, outside of your home. So juggling it, it's it's awesome because um, I take motherhood my as my my greatest achievement. When I if I ever thought that pastoring and preaching was my passion and my gift, and um, I love what I do. It was six years ago when I gave birth to my daughter that God allowed me to connect to the woman that I am. And so to experience what God created in terms of childbirth and carrying now, um, you know, developing her into a young lady. um, It's just the most precious, intimate, personal experience that I could have ever asked for. So there's no way that I could or ever would put anything or anyone, including my ministry, ahead of my family, because I believe that it is your family that's the source and the backbone and the foundation of who I am. And so I I gain my strength from them. You know, I gain my courage from them. I'm working as hard as I'm working so that I can provide a better life for them. And so it's not a difficult juggle because my family understand who I am. And Mm -hmm. then I also prioritize. In other words, if I am too busy, for example, I've had a number of live feeds this week and I share that with you, ministry Mm -hmm. calls, Zoom calls, this week has been inundated. I've been overwhelmed. And so now I'll take three weeks, at least two to three weeks, where I won't overextend myself. I'll allow the next two to three weeks to be family time because I was so consumed this week. And so you just have to learn balance in terms of juggling. It, mm-hmm. it For me, the operative word is balance. Knowing when is too much ministry and knowing when is not enough family time. And so I, I try to always balance. And so I, like I said earlier in the conversation, I know when I've done too much, I mean, obviously I have to fulfill my assignments and my responsibilities, but mm-hmm. there's also leeway and, and flexibility in that family time is family time. So I know my daughter, she gets a little agitated <laughs> when I start noticing those things. I know that it's time for me to, you know, just, just allow a, a little stretch in between a little gap in between for me to kind of recover, renew, rejuvenate, restore with the family. So again, juggling is, is my priority is balance and time management. That, you know, and that is, um, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about my life and mm-hmm. I'm just starting all these different other facets of it mm. and expanding on it. And so I'm starting to learn that balance. Yes. And sometimes I get it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, sometimes I get it wrong and then you have to fix it. Um, yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it, right? Acknowledging it and that's right. stepping away and say, you know what? 
I, I have to fix this. My spouse exactly. isn't happy, you know, and if right. we're not happy, then, I mean, that's your support system. And if that support system is, you know, that getting that little weakness in it, you have to go back and re, re, what is that? Reinforce it. Yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think you, you said it extremely well and that's how I feel. And I just go back and fix it. For me, I'm so conscientious. I'm so in terms of discipline that I will say to myself, you're doing too much. I say to myself, you know, wow, this is this is a huge week or workload, you know. Oh, you've double booked. And, you know, that means whenever you double book, that means less time for your family. So that's for me. It's like my, myself talks to my, my inner <laughs> self and then I talk back <laughs> to my what I call, obviously, you know, the Holy Spirit right. convicting me and, and at least keeping me conscious um, of, again, the things that are so important. And again, you also need that to refuel. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, that family does that. They, they refuel you and they reignite you, you know, for the rest of the work that you have to do. So it's easy for me. At least I don't, I'm not going to say I've always been this way, but mm-hmm. I've grown and I've developed to understanding the importance of my sanity. And my sanity means there are times when if I'm taking the next three weeks, it's going to be very light ministry. 21 days, that means that at least 14 of those days will be for my family, and then seven of those days will be for me. So I always remember, too, that self-care is as important as family time as well. So mm-hmm. I've grown to develop that. Yeah, that's that. I'm learning that right now. Just <laughs> I'm going to share that. I'm learning this right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because, you know, I was a single mom for a little while, then I was in wow. a, a long-term relationship, and... Um, it was, she was very controlling and abusive and, you know, Ooh. so, you know, then I left that and went to another one and then I got married to my husband who is a wow. trans, transgendered male. Oh, nice. Love it. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm like, yeah, the, the whole LGBT community is just me. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, um, I love it. So I've had so many transitions <laughs> in my life. And, um, and I've always been busy, always been 100% on the go, full speed ahead. Gotcha. So, um, in that I'm learning how to pull back, you know, so listening to you and it's like, wow, she is so right. You know, I have to take that moment and step back because, like I tell my students, you can't give from an empty well. And that's one thing that um, I noticed that if I keep pouring, pouring out, pouring out, um, my well gets empty. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So Amen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for reaffirming that. So I have to. Oh, gosh. Now I have to go and do some soul searching. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 all good, you know. It's all in that growth and, you know, becoming that authentic person that you are. And like I said, you make mistakes, and you just gotta yes. go back and fix it. Yes. And, and grow from it, because if you don't learn anything from it, then you're just gonna keep doing the same thing over again. That's right. You know, so um, learning from those things is definitely pivotal. 
in, in that. Um, do you plan on incorporating counseling at some point? I don't know if, it, I, I know you said you have grown into and this uh, this person that you are and, and having that comfort level to know when to step back. Have you done any uh, marriage counseling or family counseling to get to that point? Because I know for us as um, a Black community, sharing is something we don't do. Oh, yeah. You mean personally for self or extending it an invitation for those who are under my leadership? For yourself and extending. Oh, both. Yes. Oh, no, no. I am. Um... I'm a proponent. You know, I, I do marital counseling. I do relationship counseling. Um, and for myself, first of all, the fact that me as a, a person that you can only manage and maintain and take on, but so much. So myself, I have a counselor myself that I go to. It's most times it's once a month and or, She's available, you know, if let's say if I need an emergency, you know, intervention, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can call her anytime. So it's always imperative and important for me because we have condemned, so to speak, and we have this like black taboo as it pertains to clergy or or Christianity and Mm -hmm. therapy. When I personally believe that they go hand in hand, I think that it's it's a a wellspring (laughs) of life. You know, it's to me, it's the extra added help and assistance um, that we need to be able to keep our mind, our soul, our spirit, you know, free from the the toxicity because mm-hmm. first of all we ourselves can participate in that and or what we intake uh can become very overbearing at times so um also i am actually my belief i've done um mental health uh seminars and workshops um i mean i don't have any certifications in that area you mm-hmm. know aside from what i've uh achieved in, in seminary, but I believe from women can preach too. I am actually working now with a woman who I can't say too much now, but it's my desire to have her come on as a certified vetted counselor so that all of the women that come through women can preach to will have someone that they can go to, you know, because I just believe ministry and therapy go hand in hand. So I think it's very imperative that I allow that lane for them in terms of privacy and safety um and and restoration for them so yes it's very important and it's significant in my life because every every person individually grows develops and matriculates depending upon what area of life you're in their circumstances their the vicissitudes of life their outside forces challenges um experiences that change over time and you have to learn how to change and grow with them so that you're not constantly overwhelmed or consumed by what's going on around you mm-hmm. so wow. definitely Yeah, you know, I try to tell a lot of people that because uh, they shy away from it. But for women and men of color, it's hard to find therapists that look like us. You know, especially someplace like where I am in Arizona. um, If I can find a therapist for a patient that wants someone of color, they have to travel at least an hour from where they are to get to that therapist. Oh, 
which now is not a huge dilemma because everything is now virtually. So yeah. I, I think that takes it to a positive because that extends the reach of the therapy for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard because we want someone that looks like us who's going to understand us. Yes, that's right. Exactly. You know, trying to tell someone who's white about my problems. They're looking at you. You have no clue, dude. What? Right. <laughs> what it's like to right. be even my live in my skin, let alone know my problems and how you can how to help me. So that's right. I um, totally agree. I think that's a, a a great thing, and the fact that you too participate and keep your mental health um, together. Oh, yes. Listen, I tell people all the time, (laughs) and I'm not ashamed of it, you know, because to me, I believe that I'm empowered and strengthened. In fact, I'm a better pastor. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. I'm a better friend because I'm conscious enough and mature enough to understand that it is imperative for me (laughs) to keep my sanity, you know, first Mm -hmm. um, and not to implode or explode, you know, on other people. And the only way you can do it is to have someone who, you know, you can share, you know, what you're experiencing with. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, and and my counselor, I was very intentional that I didn't want a Christian, you know, I didn't want someone in the area, you know, that is what I do for a living. So he's a vetted counselor outside of the norm of, you know, my, my denomination and my religion, and it's comfortable. I mean, I'm comfortable because I can go to her with anything. It's mm-hmm. not just ministry, but anything that I'm dealing with life, family, ministry, marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it's very refreshing and very rewarding. And so it, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, a car needing gas. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yay. It, seriously. And so that's like, that's my refuel, basically. You know, it's almost like, you know, you can't, a car can't even go without wheels. Like that, that's my wheels on my car. You know, I mean, so many other analogies that I can, you know, utilize, but it's very important. No, wow, that's a, that's a great way to put it though. You yeah. know, we can't, we keep jumping in the car expecting it to go, right? <laughs> But that's right. It, but if you that's don't do right. the maintenance, maintenance it's going to crash go. on you at some point. That's right. Exactly. And that's that's yep. the human body. That's the human spirit. That's right. Right. So, wow. That, that, oh, wow. I'm going to use that in my class. I just want you to know that. Good. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I give my students a quote of the day um, whenever we're in presence with each other to kind of help lift them because wow they're in nursing school and it's hard um I'm the first nursing experience that they they get and you know what I hit them hard and I hit them Mm. running you know they they hit the floor running when they get to me and they're like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm gonna do I said you're gonna make it if this is what you want you're just gonna persevere through that's right exactly Otherwise, you'll find something else. That's right. (laughs) Listen, there's always something else you can do. It could go one of two ways. That's right. So I'm definitely going to definitely use that. Okay. Yeah, please. (laughs) Um, Do you guys do couples counseling? We do. We do couples counseling. Uh, We haven't been in a while, but... 
we definitely, you know, we try to incorporate it at least once a month. Um, but we're definitely um, important because even individually, you know, maritally, you know, you you will grow at different speeds, at different paces, mm-hmm. in different seasons, you know. And a lot of times to, to really, I think, deal with that, um, that uneasiness and the, the imba- imbalance at times is because you have to respect the fact that we both have different lives mm-hmm. um, and e- not just different lives, but we also, you know, are managing a, 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 a toddler, not a toddler, a child. And so in doing that to keep the, the constant, I would say, um, I don't know what I want to use to keep the, the, the flow of the consistency of putting each other first, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to have those discussions that sometimes you can't have at home, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it may get too heated right. and you need that mediator or that third person <laughs> to cause you to look at it from a third party's perspective. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it definitely keeps and creates that balance uh, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, you gave pleasure. me, you gave me so much food for thought. So I know those listening are going to have food for thought. Apostle Yvonne gave us so much food for thought that, uh, you know, you just, your mind is just going and going on fixing relationships. And if you haven't uh, fixed relationships or not in a relationship, maybe fixing yourself. But wow, just it the power in what we were talking about and how valuable family is and putting family first in everything that we're doing because there is a foundation that we are building that's our framework and our our home right and if our home is in disarray and we go outside and we come back in we're going outside to chaos and then coming back home to chaos and you want to come home to some peace and solace so i think apostle um Yvonne for that i'm sorry i keep calling you pastor um, I, that's where my mind goes. So please do forgive me for that, Apostle Yvonne. Um, but I value the wisdom and the encouragement and the just the counseling, right, that you shared with the um, the listeners, with myself, because like I said, you have given some serious food for thought. And I know if I have taken away something from our conversation. I know those listening uh, definitely will as well. So thank you again for being the wonderful person that you are. I appreciate you for coming on to um, the podcast and sharing yourself, your your story and your authenticity and also um, bringing more light to women in ministry you know, and, and just not just women in ministry, but black women in ministry and um, your women can preach to movement. So thank you again. And um, to all those who are listening, I appreciate you for coming, listening to Apostle Yvonne and myself as we um, try to keep us lifted and healed through this pandemic because it's hard for everyone and we just want to make sure we are all physically mentally prepared for all things that may come ahead
So thank you again. And if you have not already, uh, subscribe, join me. Um, you can email me or you can Facebook, send me a message. Just reach out to me and just let me know what you think. And I pray something that was said today resonates with you and that you are willing and open to share with someone else. So thank you again, and I wish you all well. Many blessings. Mm -hmm.